podcast where today we're talking about how to build grow and sustain a million dollar rap company um as always i have my lovely wife tabitha hey everyone here to assist and uh she's going to kind of recap what was on last week's episode or last episode i'm sorry go ahead Mm -hmm. so last time we talked about what are you investing in and the importance of investing in yourself employees customers building image branding And ultimately, that it's not just about you, but it is also about your family, your employees, customers, and the legacy that ultimately you're going to leave. So if that sounds interesting to you, check out our latest podcast titled, uh, What Are You Building? Yeah. And, you know, we've had a lot of positive feedback on the previous episodes that we've had. So, you know, if you are opening up a wrap shop or you're, you know, going through business and this is interesting to you, you know, send us, um, send us an email at Brent at rapsync.com. And, um, you know, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Sure. <laughs> you know, cause, because, you know, just like you guys, we're, we're out grinding it out too. You know, we're, we're learning and growing every day. And mm-hmm. this is not something that we're apart from. We're, growing with you and, Mm -hmm. you know, help hoping that something that you hear here um, will help you guys out as it helps us out as well. Yep. Because we're not perfect either. So no, but it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. So tell us about what we're going to be talking about today. Um, so I was thinking about, yeah, I was thinking about this episode and, um, I wanted to focus on you are what you promote. And what I mean by that is it, when I when I thought about this topic, it took me back to when I first opened and some of the mistakes that I made as far as marketing and advertising and just promoting yourself in general. Mm-hmm. But it goes a lot deeper than that because what what you promote in a business and what you market for, um, sometimes subconsciously, it it's gonna determine who your customers are and what your target audience audience is. Well, I know that you were talking about that earlier. You mentioned about what the topic was and what ultimately came to me is a Tony Robbins book that I actually read before. And he says that where focus goes, where your focus goes, energy flows. Yeah, I remember that book. So it's something that I always think about because basically it's kind of like that law of attraction thing where whatever you're focusing on is what you attract. Yeah. And so that's essentially what it is that you're talking about right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, by target audience, when I say target audience, you know, it's like whenever, whenever I was first starting, you know, you don't realize the things that you do day to day are attracting one type of customer or another. And so you have to be really cognizant about what some of those things are um, because your customers will tell you what you're promoting for by the type of customer you get. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, whenever I was first starting, because it was just me, you know, one man show, you, you want to please every customer. You want to help them as much as you can. 
you you don't want to turn down work. And so what happens is for me anyways, this is what happened for me is I would come in, I would already have a full schedule. Someone would come in and say, Hey, can you do this by such and such date? And I know in the back of my head, I'm like, there's no way. (laughs) Yeah. There's no way I can fit this in, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to let that person down because as a business, as a new business, you're like, I need every customer I can get. So of course you say yes. Mm -hmm. And it ends up, you know, coming back to bite you in the, because in the rear end. Because that person end. thinks that ultimately every time that they order something, they can wait till the very last minute. Yeah. And as your business grows, you can be booked for months out. I think it's uh, that happened even recently with uh, one of your hairstylists. <laughs> she moved to a different shop. Yeah. And at first she wasn't as busy. And so we could just call any time of day. And, and I mean, her, her schedule was always really booked before. She's really great. But then it opened up. And so then you just like, oh, I could just call whenever and schedule. And then you then they start to build up and book. And then you're like, three weeks before I can get in. And that's what starts to happen. And, and then the person there, they start to, they're, they're trained, their customers kind of trained that, oh, I can just call whenever and get whatever kind of service. And, yeah. and ultimately you want to have a scheduled service and you want to have a schedule that you yeah, find because, your show with. Because just like her, okay, she cuts my hair and she's good. Mm-hmm. And she's I really, really good. And I really in, enjoy going there and, you know, she's really consistent and everything. So you you don't want to not go to her just because she can't do it now like you're used to. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, now you're you're having to adapt with her and Because everybody else her. sees how great she is too. So now they're, her schedule is getting booked with everybody else who sees the greatness in her. Same yeah. thing with you and your business. When yeah. you're growing your business, everybody starts to see – wow, he does a great job. He puts out consistently a great product. So now I want to come to him, but hey, I, I don't have to wait till this is like Amazon. I don't have to wait. I can wait till the last minute and I can get it tomorrow. Yeah. But then. We'll see what happened with us and what happened with me is, you know, I had a lot of clients that I, that I did that to. I didn't want to say no. I mm-hmm. didn't want to turn them away. And so now the business is bigger than just me, right? Right. Because you know, we've done a great job in putting out quality product and, you know, we've built a great business. Mm -hmm. And so the problem is now these clients that are, that you have trained that they can have your services and your time and your, um, skill set anytime they want Mm -hmm. at the dime of a, you know, the drop of a hat. Yes. Um, they're now trained to do that. Mm -hmm. And so when they come in, you're setting them up for, an expectation that you can no longer feel. Right. And it ends up uh, looking negative on you. Right. Like they're not important anymore. And then you're not making their work a priority. Right. Which it can be any more opposite. It's just that your schedule has filled and you still want to fulfill everything that they have going on. And they're blind. They don't know that. Right. You know, they think you're kind of pushing them off. So how did you handle that? Um, you have to handle it very carefully because, you know, I'll, I'll go back a little bit. You, what happens is you you start to resent the the client because you're like, well, he knows I'm busy, so why is he trying to do this? Well, no, they don't know you're that busy, right. and so you have to let your customers know. So communication, you have to you know shoot them an email and say, hey, you know, I know this is what we've you've been used to before, 
but things are changing. We are growing mm -hmm. and we want you to continue to grow with us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, wait times may be just a little bit longer. We still appreciate your business and we still, you know, we'll service you just the same. You're still going to get a great quality product, mm -hmm. but you know, you have, you have to understand that it's not just you anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that's a hard habit to break. It, it's been a really hard habit to break for me. Um, you know, because what happens is whenever, let's say a customer walks in the door now and they say, and this just happened recently, a lady came in and she wanted to uh, tint her headlights, mm -hmm. which is a service that we do. And I said, okay, well, when do you want it? And she was like, well, I, I was able to get off work early. I'm thinking I can do it now. <laughs> and I was just like, the old part of me is thinking, okay, I can go back. I can do it myself. You know, the guys are busy in the back. I can do it myself and knock it out real quick. Mm -hmm. Well, on the way back to checking out, okay, making sure none of the guys can do it in the back and making sure we can't do it. I get stopped twice with, Hey, I need you to look at this. Hey, I need you to do this. And then it clicks in my head. It's not just, it's not me. I can't, it's not the old Brent. It's not the old, you know, wraps ink that it was before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I well, just had to tell her, different. I'm sorry, because we just, I can't service you and I can't give you a quality product because it, it's going to require my attention for at least an hour. Mm -hmm. And I can't give you that. And they'll understand when you explain to them, listen, I, I care about you. And right now I'm being pulled in three or four different directions and my attention will not be on your project like it needs to be. Mm -hmm. So let's schedule a time and let's figure that out. And mm -hmm. so I actually offered, um, because you know, they, they work literally around the corner from where we're at. I said, we'll pick your car up and we'll drop it back off to you. Wow. She's like, Oh, that's great. Yeah. I'd love to do that. When can we schedule it? Mm -hmm. And so I just, you know, solved that problem. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, the old me, wants to just jump in and say, okay, let's do it. Mm -hmm. But I know that if I do that. Well, because before you had an open book schedule. Exactly. So you were just, you, you, you started up your open It's for like business, first come first serve. And it's just like, here I am. And then all of a sudden it just starts filling up, filling up, filling up. And next thing you know, you're like, whoa, I'm booked out for three months. Yeah. And then you're trying to, that's different anyways. So. And um, sometimes you don't really, you don't realize how busy you actually are until you sit down at the end of the day and you've promised all these people, you know, all of these things. And you're like, okay, uh, I won't be at home early tonight. Like it's <laughs> going to be a late night and yeah. an early morning. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens is that's that whole burnout thing that we've talked about the before, whenever you, you kind of let your customers dictate, you know, your business and your hours and all that stuff. And it, it, it never turns out great. Mm hmm so you would say that maybe you need to know your worth? Well, yeah, you need to know what your time is worth. Mm -hmm. And you also need to be able to communicate to your customers that, hey, you know, I want to give you the best product possible and the best service possible. Mm -hmm. And for me to do that, like my whole team needs to be involved and we're going to, you know, schedule a day, schedule you a time and a day that everybody's focused on your project and we know we can get it done, you know, and it and looks deliver you flawless. a stellar yeah. product and, and service. And so, yeah, you got to know what you're worth. You got to know what your shop's worth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and another thing I want to hit on with that is 
whenever you're marketing to uh, the public, okay, so let's say you don't have a marketing budget and you haven't done any promotion at all, mm -hmm. okay, you haven't promoted that you want to focus on commercial wraps or you want to focus on color change or whatever. Um, like I said earlier, your, your customer base will start to tell you what you've been promoting for. Okay. Um, and so what I mean with that is, you know, quality, um, the kind of quality you're putting out, how fast you're getting it done, um, the design. So whatever you value in your shop and whatever you show your clients that you value, that's the kind of client you're going to get. Um, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you get, let's say you're a shop that focuses heavily on installation mm -hmm. and not so much on design, but you really value that you guys are a 3M certified company, you're Avery certified, you're the best of the best installers, you can get it done faster so than anybody, and you have a flawless install. Mm -hmm. That's what you're advertising to your customer so that subconsciously is the one that's coming in and they're looking for a flawless wrap. Yes. But they might not care that the design, all the design aspects aren't there or that yeah. it's even reaching its target audience. Yeah. And that's what you're going to get. If, if you're on the other hand, if you're a shop that focuses heavily on design only, and maybe you're, you're not so focused or you don't value installation like some other shops do then that's the client you're going to get. Mm -hmm. And so what, and what I'm saying by all this is you have to be aware of what your shop's doing mm -hmm. and kind of what you're promoting subconsciously to the public and to your customers, because that's the customer you're going to get. So if you, so you're saying that if you notice that all of a sudden you're getting mostly color change coming yeah. in, then, and you're not getting a lot of fleet, wraps or something like that, mm -hmm. then you're saying that subconsciously that might be because you're marketing more. It could be your lifestyle. Okay. You know, cause that be has what, a lot what you're posting yeah. on your social media. Yeah. You have to be aware of as a shop, you know, you have to be aware of what, what it is you're putting out there because that's what people see. And that's what they're going to, you're going to attract that customer. Right. You know? So if you are a color change uh, wrap company and you're looking to move into commercial wraps, you have to look at, okay, what, what are we posting? What are we advertising for? Mm -hmm. You know, subconsciously, not just what are we spending our ad budget on, but what is it that we're doing as a shop that says that we are a commercial wrap shop or a color chain shop, mm -hmm. you know, because like I said, who you, you are who you promote, like you are what you promote. I'm sorry. And, you know, I think that's going to dictate what kind of customer you have. So you want to know your worth, you were saying, by knowing the time that you have. Yeah. And you were saying that you have to, is there anything else that you want to add to that? Um, You know, you just, you have to be aware of, of who you're marketing for. Uh, You know? <laughs> <laughs> just cut and dry. <laughs> you... So this so is where would it have changed for you? You know, when you when you first you first started and you had an open book, you had an open schedule, and you take whatever you can get, and then you started realizing, okay, I don't have to take everything, I don't have to take every single job because some of these actually don't fit in with the kind of business that I'm trying to look I'm looking to grow. Yeah. So 
you have to you have to step back and you have to make a plan as to who your target audience is and who you want to promote to and you have to stick with that so i can tell you for for instance when we first started we did race cars mm-hmm. almost exclusively race cars even before i opened the shop that's all i did mm-hmm. and it's funny because now i can look at someone's branding and tell where you were at and i can tell if they do race cars or not and this okay. is how whenever you design a race car it has a certain look like it's got a certain font it's got a certain slant they use certain color it's just it's kind of just by default how you start to design and so i can look at a shop's advertising or i can look at a wrap and i can tell you the company that did that they probably do a lot of race cars because it looks just like a race car mm-hmm. it, it looks and fast it, it looks sharp yeah and it looks good yeah but that's what i'm saying so subconsciously you're you're promoting to a, a crowd or an audience or a customer base that wants that look mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying right um, so it would be important for you to also know the area in which you serve, maybe? Well, you got to know, you mean that like the geographical area? Yeah, because I mean, if you're if you're in the Charlotte area, for instance, then, you know, there are a lot of people that are interested in racing. Yeah. So even in their businesses, even it might, they might not even have a business that has to do anything with racing, but they like to race. They like to watch racing. So yeah. that may influence, you know. And that's the customer you're going to attract. Right. You know, you're going to attract the the race car enthusiast or the race car driver or team owner or whatever it is. Like if you, you know, design all your wraps to look like that, that's how you're going to, that's the people you're going to attract because they're going to see that and they're going to say, who did that? And they're going to say, I want my truck to look like that, or I want my car to look Mm -hmm. like that. And so that's what I mean by subconsciously, you know, who are you marketing for subconsciously that you don't realize? And you could at the same time be subconsciously marketing for that type of customer and then be complaining that that's all the business you get. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's kind of funny. Actually. Like I, I wish I had more, you know, of this commercial rap customer instead of just race cars all the time. Well, what are you designing? You know, what are you putting out there mm-hmm. that's attracting those customers so, to you? So that I think that brings us back to you need to know what your target audience is. Yeah, of course. So not just for the products that you're wanting to deliver or make more of or or the customers that you're wanting to serve, but it's just it's really important that for well, if you want to know who what kind of business that you're wanting to build, yes, you need to know what your target audience is, who you're going after, but also whenever you're designing whatever you're designing, you need to know the target audience and you need to design that with that in mind. So yeah. like you were saying, you don't, you don't want to have, you're not looking for a corporate company with race car looking graphics. Exactly. Because you're not going to get that customer. Right. You know, if you, if you design more corporate looking stuff, more franchisable looking stuff, mm-hmm. then that's who you're going to attract. Well, I, I, and it's kind of like, I remember whenever you first started, when you first came out and I remember like some of the feller stuff. And every time that Frank Feller's got a new wrap on the front of it, you, you, every time you got a new magazine with all of the equipment and mm-hmm. everything like that in there and all the vinyl, he'd always have a new wrap on there. And it was always a certain style that was for that year. So then everybody started doing that style on their trucks. 
and their cars for that year. Yeah, and they so were, funny you know, but it, and it's kind of like, you know, you wonder which one came first, you know, the chicken or the egg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> it's that like, was when that was when everybody was, you know, they had affliction shirts as right. their advertising on their on their cars. You yeah. Know? And I mean, more skulls, more yeah. flames, more, you know, just blah or just, the spray paint look. Yeah. Oh, and you know, I used to design that stuff, and I, I was so cool, you know. <laughs> Man. But it's changed. But I think that people, it, what's that's what's so great about the business, wouldn't you say, is that you do have the flexibility to be as artistic as you want to be. You do, but you have to remember, you know, who are you attracting? You know, like yeah. okay, this is a good example, okay. And I know we're married, so we don't worry about this. But if you're if you're wanting to date. A girl, or you wanting to find a wife? <laughs> you're wanting to find a wife, you know, and you go to the bar. You're probably going to attract that type of woman. You know what I'm saying? Right. The bar lady. <laughs> if you go to church and you're looking for a woman there, then you're going to attract a a completely different person. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like you have to be aware of what you're doing as a shop and as a shop owner, like. To, to know so is this dating advice what now? you're i mean if you want to call it that <laughs> <laughs> but you just got to be mean, aware successfully of we've been married um, for almost 18 years now coming up yeah so i mean it works i don't even yeah <laughs> i don't even want to think about that whole dating thing again oh like, yeah yeah no <laughs> i would no i would give up but anyways but it goes back to like Kind of like what I was saying earlier, even the Tony Robbins thing, where your focus goes, energy flows. Yeah. So whatever it is, just in life that you're focusing on, ultimately, that's what you're going to pay attention to. That's what yeah. you're going to notice. If you're, a, you know, a, a car customization shop and you do color change and you do wheels and tint and you do all that stuff, you're going to attract those type of customers. Right. You know, you're not going to get Joe's heating and air coming in through the door. And you, so you just have to know what kind of business that you're wanting to build. Exactly. So that's what you have to figure out first mm-hmm. before you start this whole machine up and you get it in gear. That's what I wish I would have done, you know, as far as the whole designing thing, you know, because I was so stuck in race car mode that I, I kept getting a lot of that stuff. And I'm like, man, I really want to break into this commercial market with, but you rode the ride while it was fun. Yeah, but I mean, come on now. Let's what? just be honest. You <laughs> love now. I mean, everybody else doesn't know this about you, but I mean, you went from the sign industry that your dad hand lettered everything. You went from that industry, and yeah. then having the first Gerber, one of the first Gerbers, you know, with little tiny 18, 12 inch looking graphics, you know, full color digital prints that went on the side of the vehicle. And to do and cut vinyl, and then you went into doing the vehicle wraps. And whenever you got to start doing vehicle wraps, it was exciting. It was thrilling. I mean, oh yeah. So I think that my motto back then was throw every effect on it you can, <laughs> because why not, right? I mean, if they want the a louder, single, the better. If they want a single color, then just do a cut vinyl. But we got printers, and we're gonna <laughs> and we're do, gonna print this. We're gonna do. I mean, we're gonna put shadows, outlines, <laughs> bevels. We're gonna throw the kitchen sink at it, and they're gonna love it. So this is where we're gonna have to talk about segue into design for the next episode for sure. Because I think that's pretty important. Yeah, sometimes less is more. Yeah, I think that's something that we found out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not a designer. 
but I do know a good design when I see it. Oh, I can look. Back. I can drive by and I can tell which shop did what work mm-hmm. just by because they have a certain look to their uh, design. But I can also tell when someone's copying somebody else's work. And I'm yeah. not even a designer, yeah. but I can drive by a vehicle and I can see it. And I was like, oh, they're copying from that shop over there. Or, oh, I've seen that before, mm-hmm. you know. And so I will say for all you designers out there, be original. Because yeah. I mean, you're that's what that's that's inside of you. Create. You were made to create. So be creative. You don't have to be creative stealing somebody else's work. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Um, nobody likes a thief, you know. No. <laughs> but I was saying I could look through my files through that time, and I can I can see the the the, the changes, fo- the Photoshop effects, <laughs> madness, and and this the having to dial it back a little the way it evolved to what to what it is now and i don't i don't do a whole lot of designing now but um you know the designer that i that we have designers that we have you know they they're they're well progressed more than than i was (laughs) thank god for that well thank god for that (laughs) but i thought it was cool and it built a business so i mean hey well that's why i'm saying like don't shoot it all the way i mean i the, the truth is, is in, I'm not, anything, I'm just saying, well, cause I mean, sometimes we talk about, I don't want people to think like, oh man, you know, when they're starting out their business, I'm never going to get ahead because you know, I wish I, everything's no, going to be, I saying. wish I could have, which I'm not saying that that is the case, but there's been some really thrilling, exhilarating parts and aspects of your business throughout the years. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of um, ups and downs and lefts and rights and, you know, but it's been really fun. Yeah. That's why you're still doing it. Because you love yeah, it. Yeah, I do love it. You if love I didn't the love thrill it, I wouldn't of design. You love the thrill of someone walking through the door and being able to provide them a service and a product yeah. that accomplishes their goals, their needs, their desires, their wants. But at the end of the day, what I'm saying is you got to be aware of who you're, how you're promoting yourself because that's the customer you're going to get. So, you know, are you going to get the customer that wants everything now, now, now? Or are you going to have a customer that kind of understands, hey, you know, my guy's popular now and the business is growing. So, you know, things take a little bit longer, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. And and also, you know, if, if you're going through that transition right now, like people will understand if you're communicating with them what's going on. Yeah, I was going to say the communication people is, is, is so underrated. If they value you and your business and your time, they'll understand. Right. And if they don't, maybe it's time to fire them. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you can fire a customer. You know that? <laughs> uh, okay. Is that going to be a future episode? No. How to fire your customer. No. No. We love all of our customers we and do. our we customers are great. Customers. So, you know, I, I, I don't have any complaints at all about any of our customers. They're amazing. No, but I think that has to do with setting up right expectations. Um, that's something that we had to learn in sales is uh, when I was working in, in the corporate world selling homes, it the best way is to always approach something by setting up the correct expectations. It's better for you to under promise and over deliver than it is for you to over promise and under deliver. Yeah. And that happens so often. And I think that as a, as a business owner, I've seen you do that in the past years ago the old you whenever um, because you were just kind of like you're talking about the person coming in earlier and uh, sometime 
you know, earlier, not I don't mean necessarily today, but when they come in and then no, they're wanting today. Some, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they come in and they want today. something and, and then you realize, wow, I, I do, my time does have value and I do have other jobs and other things. And, and it's, there's a time for reassessment there, but, um, in order for you to do so, you have to, you have to think about the bigger picture and you would rather under promise somebody something and then, Hey, by the way, I was actually able to get you in earlier, or I was actually able to go ahead and not only will we do X, Y, Z, but this, 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 mm-hmm. you know, kind of like how you talked about, you would go and pick up the vehicle because that sets up better expectations from the beginning because yeah. a person, um, it's just, you, I, you need to set expe- the proper expectations. Yeah. Well, because if even you don't, on scheduling, yeah. okay, that's that's an issue that you've had before, and I'm sure a lot of other people who've had that, and it's an area for opportunity for growth. Because when you start to realize, okay, actually this job is taking me, I'm I'm quoting the people two days, but it's actually taken me four days to do this job. Well, you need to start reevaluating your schedule, and instead of quoting them two days, you need to start quoting them four days. Yeah. And if you realize that sometimes, you know, something gets thrown in there, then maybe four and a half and I will call you if we can get it done any sooner, we will, we will call you right away and, yeah. or we'll deliver your vehicle to you. Yeah. And so, uh, one thing that we've been doing recently is, um, trying to track our, our hours and our time for wrap installation. You know, how long is it taking us to install this panel, this panel, and this panel, you know, how long is it taking installer A, B, and C to install, you know, this type of car or this type of vehicle? Mm-hmm. That way we you have can. that information and then they can pass it to the scheduler mm-hmm. and then they know to, um, you know, quote, correct installation times. Right. Then, it's imperative because yeah. this is what when you're promising someone they're they're gonna listen. If I order something from Amazon, and Amazon tells me that they're gonna have it to me on Tuesday the twenty fourth. I'm just saying a day. I think I ordered something recently, and that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I don't and and I get it on the twenty third. Man, I'm ecstatic. But can I tell you what I'm expecting the next time? I'm expecting that whatever they quote me on the twenty sixth, I'm getting on the twenty fifth. I'm always expecting I'm gonna get in an extra day early. Yeah. Because it goes back to what you were saying earlier, that you have to, whatever you're um, wanting to promote. Mm -hmm. Or what you're doing subconsciously, you know, the. the Same thing with discounts. You know, that, oh, that's that's very it's true. It's the same thing. Like, yes. you know, if you go to if, if you're always. In, and that's another type of customer, too, you know, is there are it, people who they just look strictly for a discount. And that's the only time they're going to buy is if they get some kind of discount. But what happens yes. is, is like another big, huge manufacturer or not manufacturer, big company. I won't name like any names, but there there's one around Christmas time. Everybody wants to go to because they know they're going to have all the sales and they get some money back. But you know what? That's because that's why they're not busy the rest of the year, but just at Christmas time, because yeah. that's the kind of customer they've subconsciously programmed to everybody that, hey, we only go there during Christmas time because they're going to have the best deals. Yes. So I'm going to get this sell. We, yeah. It, there's been instances where, you know, if you, let's say this, if you want to reel in a customer, okay, and to do that, you give them a discount. Okay, I hope you're prepared to give them that <laughs> discount every time. Right. You know, so you have to think about in the long run, 
But is it really is it a worth discount? It? And but the truth is, is that it doesn't really end up becoming a discount for a lot of those. Let's be honest. People just pad that in. Okay. If I know that Joe Schmo is going to, but I'm talking about 20%, they're going to want 20% off every single time. I'm just going to inflate their invoice 20% and tell them I gave them 20% off. Yeah. That's what the big box stores do. So I'm not saying that's what you do here at Rapsing. I'm saying, but that's what they do. Because if I was to price compare from other stores, I see that their price is not any different than any other places. Well, what Especially I'm saying is, see that it changes. What I'm saying is, is if me, the shop owner, you know, if I want to get this client and I know that price is very important to them, so I drop my price. Well, I've also dropped my value and the value of my shop and my time and all my certifications. Which goes back to sales. Yeah. And I've told them, you know, hey, I'm willing to do your job at this price just because I want your business. You know, you either have to be upfront with them and say, hey, this is just a one-time thing. Or you have to be prepared to eat that discount every time. Mm-hmm. Because... If you get so don't a, give something that you're not willing to, or don't promise something that you're not willing to. Well, give that's what every I'm saying. So, so you're telling that customer, you're promoting to that customer that we sell a discounted product, right? You know, instead of, and this is this is what I'm saying. Instead this of is them, where sales come in because this is what you and I used to talk about is uh, <laughs> in sales. What we were taught was we we didn't give away products. We talked about what it was that we offered. Why do we charge what we charge? Yeah. What vinyl? And it goes do back to use? knowing your worth. What? Exactly. Yeah. So maybe we should talk about something like that on the next episode. Yeah, I mean, I you got to know. know. You got to know what your worth is, and you got to know that customers will give, or will customers will take what you allow them to. Mm-hmm. You know, and what what are you setting yourself up for whenever you're doing things for customers? Um, last minute, all the time, every time. And that's the only transaction you have with them. Well, you're or also telling them it's that always your time a, is not important. It's always a discount. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always a discounted price. They're always going to get a discount if they come see you, if mm-hmm. they come, you know. And I remember whenever, and for those of you that are out there right now, that you don't you don't have that schedule. You have that wide open schedule and you're just trying to get whatever you can because it's you know, you're trying to build a business. Um, so you've been there and you've done that and that's yeah. what you did. And there was a time for you had to reevaluate. So there's some of you that might be out there that has to reevaluate where you are right now. Um, but really think about <laughs> what it is that you want to promote and yeah. what you're trying to bring in Yeah, and because... don't undersell yourself. Know what your value is because um, no one else is going to treat you and the way in your time. And th- this is what I was going to get at. Um, I remember during that time, though, you were just flailing around some days to try to do everybody's job. Flailing? Flailing? Like, I mean, just like a fish. <laughs> because somebody's coming in the door and then this person's calling and it's brent, 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 And you know what? You're getting pulled in so many directions. You can't deliver a stellar product and service any yeah. longer. And that's when you realize, okay, my time actually means something now. Yeah. My time actually has value. And so now I have to reevaluate what is that? What does that look like? And how much time do I have to 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 dedicate to X, Y, Z? Yeah. And when you but when you start to go down that road of letting people run your time, um, 
it's a hard one to come back from mm-hmm. because I know for me as a business owner, you know, you don't want to let your customers down. Like I love our customers. Right. And I'm passionate about customer service and about making sure that they're serviced and that they don't have time to go get a price quote from somebody else. But because you do, that's why you need to know your worth because Exactly. But you if need- you want to continue giving them a really great product. Yep. You can't do it being pulled in every single direction. Yeah. That's just the truth. Because it has to-, to be sustainable, whatever you're doing. Right. You know. So if you want to build, sustain, and grow a million dollar wrap shop, your word of advice for today. You gotta know who your audience is. You gotta know who you're promoting for. And you have to train your customers to know your value and your worth as well. You know, educate them on how much your services are worth, why you're charging. Why you charge what you charge. Yeah. You know, the certifications that you have, the time you take to go to the shows and to do the things that, you know, you need to do to make sure you're giving them the best install or the best design. You know, all that stuff takes up your time and you only have so much time. Right. And so if you if you educate them on all of these things, they're going to be more understanding. And, you know, they're only going to get they're only going to take from you what you allow them to. And so. Know your worth. Know what you're promoting for, know what you're advertising for. Mm hmm. Whenever you're uh, putting stuff online, whenever you're promoting yourself on, you know, social media or your website or even out in the public, mm-hmm. like what does your wrap um, shop truck look like? What does your company vehicle look like? What is it saying about you? You mm-hmm. know, what is it saying to your customers and what kind of customer do you want to attract? Because right. what you promote for is the customer that, that you're, you're going to attract. And so you have to think about that because if not, you're just going to start free flowing like I did. And then you're going to, you know, a few years later, you're going to wind up wishing you had made a better plan so that you can have the customers that you want instead of the customers that are going to, you know, run you, run you to death. Right. And that are just with you because you can either do it quick or you can do it cheap. Right. And you don't want those customers. You want somebody who values your business and values your time. Because you value your customer. Yes. Because and ultimately, what it really boils down to is you 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 valued them so much, your customers so much, that you put their needs ahead of yours. And at some point, there has to be a balance. Yes, because if you continue to run that way, if I ran that way now, and I just promised everybody everything, well, I might not have to do it myself physically, but my, my employees do, and they're not going to be very happy. Right. Because we already have a set schedule. And the minute you start throwing stuff in the mix, mm-hmm. and well, now they have to stay late. Right. And they have to make up for... And now you didn't value their time. Exactly. You have to make up for, or they have to make up for your slack in these areas. And, you know, that's huge. And so you have to know your worth and know your employees' worth and just know that time is valuable. Right. And just remember that whenever you're promoting, you know, pr- remember that whenever you're going out to get that next client, like, what are you showing? What are you telling them? What are you communicating to them subconsciously that by what you're by, wearing? Yeah. There's so many things that go into it. The way you dress, the way your shop looks, mm-hmm. you know, if you want high end clients, maybe you need to have a better looking high end shop. Yeah. 
maybe you need to dress nicer when you go into a sales meeting with them. Mm-hmm. You know, all those things go into it. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. What are you promoting? What What is the bigger picture? Yeah, you because have sometimes to. you have to get out of yourself and your box and and and, and look. Sometimes we get tunnel vision, and and I think that's kind of it goes back to what you're saying though is that you're promoting sometimes you're subconscious subconsciously promoting um, certain things, and that's what you're attracting, and that's the same thing with those people. Yeah, is because they're coming in. And that's what they're seeing. So that's what they're, those are the people that are like, oh, okay, that doesn't look too much different from me and my business or whatever. And you're trying to go after a bigger fish. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of have to look like the big fish. And it only, and it not only works for your customers, but you know, what kind of employees are you attracting as well? Mm-hmm. Because what your shop looks like, how you dress, how you carry yourself, you know, how professional you are, like that's, that's who you're going to attract. Mm-hmm. You're going to attract people that want to be in a professional setting, that want structure, mm-hmm. that want to put out quality work, mm-hmm. and that know that quality work is expected of them. You Correct. know, just by walking in the door, if they see our place, they know, okay, these guys do quality work because they have a nice looking place. It's clean. Like they actually value their brand and what their shop looks like. The and cluster, so the overall customer experience from the beginning to the end. Yeah. And that's, that's the, that's the, the, man, what's the word I want to look for? That's the vibe they're going to get whenever you walk in, whenever they walk into the door, you know, that's, that's what kind of customer you're going to get. Mm -hmm. And so it's so important. It's not just advertising about, you know, a billboard or what you're putting on social media as far as advertising content. It's so much more than that. It's, you know, what is your lifestyle? What is your, building look like what is you know how are you dressing when you go to these interviews and stuff all of that plays into it so what do you think we're going to talk about next time i have no clue well stay tuned (laughs) (laughs) check us out for the next podcast episode yeah so we're we're working on getting a customer line that you guys can call in and leave a message and maybe have some topics that they want to discuss see how that goes what do you think about that if you want a better service. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so thanks so much for tuning in this time, guys. Yes, thank you. And um, just know your worth. And just remember, you know, what you're promoting for, that's the that's the customer you're going to get. So uh, just keep grinding. Stay Words at of it. wisdom today from Brent Tatum at Rap Sync. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a great week. Are you being sarcastic? I'm not. Okay. I'm 100%. Okay. Or 200, 500. I don't know. We can take it up to a million if you want. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Have a good one. This 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 is is the Billion Dollar 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 Dollar